Hey guys, you're listening to another episode of Brewroots, the podcast that tells you the stories behind your favorite beers. Um, Matt here, flying solo this week. Emily is celebrating her birthday this week and is in lovely Canada right now. So, uh, happy birthday, Emily, from me. And we got a lot of people who gave you a shout out on Instagram. So, hopefully, you're having a great birthday and you're going to catch her back next week. Um, so, this week, I'm going to just get right to the episode. We interviewed Bad Lab. They're up in New Hampshire. Really cool guys that we interviewed. Fun little episode. I hope you enjoy. And, uh, We'll be back with some great content next week. You know, our beer facts, beer history, all of that stuff. But uh, this one's just going to be a little bit of a quicker episode. And uh, I hope you enjoy. So cheers. All right. Uh, welcome. We are here in uh, Summersworth, right? Summersworth, New Hampshire? Yeah. At uh, Bad Lab. What's going on, guys? I'm here with Edgar and Brett. How are you guys tonight? Perfect. Good. I got the names right, right? Yeah. Yes. Oh, thank God. It's like the first. That's like the hardest part. So, uh... Tell us about Bad Labs a little bit, like uh, where we're at, and uh, just a little bit about yourselves and your first memory of beer. I think his first memory of beer is a little bit better than mine. He's got a pretty good story. <laughs> um, yeah, my first memory of beer, I was, um, I don't know, maybe, it's not even a memory, it's actually a photograph. I was maybe like four months old, and my parents took me to a picnic. And my dad was drinking uh, Dos Equis Lager. They left me with the beers and everything, and they left, and they were like somewhere else, a couple of, uh, a couple of feet away from me. And I just crawled and grabbed the bottle and like started chugging on it. My mom thought it was hilarious, and she just took a picture of me. So I actually I I need to do, I need to get those uh, like the actual picture and I don't know save it or frame it or something. You think we could get that picture for our social media this episode? Um. Sure. Let's try to do it. I'll I'll try. I'll just call my mom. Yeah, that'd be cool. Tell her I say hi. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Brett, what's yours? I I guess one of my oldest memories of beer is uh, when I was first trying beer, I I didn't like light beer, and I tried an IPA, and I actually liked it, and most people at the age, you know, when you're 21, like, all love the light beer, and I immediately... Uh, really liked uh, the more flavorful beers, and I, I think that's what led me in this direction where I am now. Cool. So, what's your role here, Edgar and Brett? Uh, I'm assistant brewer, and Edgar is. Uh, what's my title? What's my title? Okay, his title is Master Beer Monkey. No, no, no. no. Chief Commander Beer Monkey. Chief Commander Beer Monkey. I don't even. I don't even know my Chief Commander's proper title. I don't. I'm a horrible assistant brewer. You have to come up with a better, um, with a better title for yourself. Okay. I better. Ti- okay. I, I, I hate. I, I hate call, uh, calling like an assistant brewer. Okay. Um. When I was an assi- assistant brewer, um, I would call myself the assistant deputy beer monkey. Assistant deputy beer monkey. Okay. Yeah. Um. I, I would like to be called the, um. Okay, I'm on the spot. I, I, I need need a, a night to sleep on it. I'll come up with a good <laughs> idea. So uh, tell us about life before Bad Lab. What did you guys do prior? You want to start, Brett? Me? Okay. Um, well, I got into brewing a little later in life, so I've been... I've had a lot of different mini-careers. Uh, you know, I was an architect. I was an engineer. I was a truck driver, and then I realized I didn't like any of them, and um, I like being a brewer. Um, 
it feels good that you can make a product that people really enjoy and you can enjoy and uh, makes in general makes people happy. Tell them about your your first week of in here. My first week in here. What the. I don't know. I made some messes, you know. I'm new. No, but I mean, you actually came here as a server. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, I already forgot that. See, I've been working so hard brewing here, I forgot. So I was originally hired to be one of the bartenders out front, and Edgar needed help so bad. He's like, okay, wait, you have experience brewing? And I said, yes. He's like, okay, I need you. And the first couple of weeks, I was working six, seven days a week. And it wasn't until like a couple months in that I was officially moved just to being a brewer. The fun part is actually Brett came in because he wanted uh, an opportunity to become a brewer. And what was it, like your second day? Something like that? Honestly, yeah, it was like my second or third full day. You came up to me. Do you want to work in the back? I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so like the writing on the wall, you sucked at being a, a server. So you were like, oh, we got to get out back. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe, maybe my customer service skills weren't weren't so good. I don't know. <laughs> he, he's he's grumpy all the time, so <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep him up back. So, so Edgar, you I just need more beer in the morning. That's why. <laughs> so you mentioned you have been like all over. You said Portland, Chicago, and Mexico. Can oh no, wait, we're gonna blow out. Wait, now nah, I'm just messing with you. It's <laughs> the brew house alarm. Yes. Uh, yeah, I've been all over the place. Um. I started my brewing career. Well, I, it all started on, for, on my first sip on that Dose X Lager and uh, when I was in diapers. But uh, my professional career started. Um, I stu- I studied my bachelor in sciences on so biotechnology engineer. Then after that, I got. Um, was that the minor first or was that the masters? I don't know. I can't remember. It was like ten years ago. Um, then I, s- I got, oh yeah, I got my minor on, uh, brewing fermentations out of Siebel. And then after that, I started working for, uh, uh, the biggest craft brewery in Mexico. It's called Minerva. After Minerva, I felt like there was no, nothing above me. Like and no I, opportunity to grow. Yeah. Well, not, a, not an opportunity to grow. It was more like, I like challenges. I like be challenged by my peers i like to be challenged by the industry so it, it was um i just grabbed basically my backpack and like tr- try to knock everywhere else i got a small internship in the shoots f- in 2015 then i got another internship in new belgium um i also brewed with the uh, brewmasters for um, bells savory uh, boulevard farston walker then 2016, yeah, 2016, I got my first job in here on the States, like official job. Uh, sent assistant brewer, actually. Um, it felt weird a little deputy, bit. Deputy, right? Yeah, deputy, assistant deputy beer monkey. Okay. Um, it felt a little bit weird because I was already a brewmaster. I was already a head brewer, um, well, head brewer, brewmaster, some of the other breweries I've, I've worked with. And... Well, not in the States, but over there in Mexico. Uh, but it's quite difficult to get a job as a f- foreign or sorry, alien guy uh, here in the States. Um, uh, so I got that job, and a couple of months in, Goose Island started like looking for me. 
uh, they call me over and like, you want to go back to Mexico? I'm like, um, not really. I'm cool here. I kind of like it here. And they told me like, dude, you want to be the next brewmaster for Gusan in Mexico? I'm like, um, well, that changes a couple of things. Sure. I'll think about it. At the end, yeah, I took the job and everything. It sounded really cool because I actually went to Chicago and stayed there for a couple of months. Uh, Goose Island here in, in the States, it's, for me, it's still, um, even though sometimes people give it a hard time calling them crafty and they sold out and everything, you go there and they still feel craft. They're this community, they're this friendship. It's just they have this giant like lurking in the shadows that they're basically giving them money for a shitload of barrels and a shitload of new equipment but the people by themselves the the system everything still f feels craft i went back to oh there's the picture <laughs> we see the picture finally that's awesome so you literally what four months old you said yeah it was just, maybe like four months old yeah exactly that's awesome ripping through it um, so yeah, I went, I went to Chicago. I loved it over there. All the community there, everyone was super nice to me. I felt like that was the place I was supposed to be and everything. But at the end, I went, uh, I went to Mexico and in Mexico it's just Modelo. And over there it's just corporate business, money, economic stuff. They don't ha uh, the thing that flipped me off is I couldn't brew anything above 25 IBUs. Okay. And I'm like, I was joking about it. So... Is that like a law? No, it wasn't a law. It's like the directors actually told me, like, you cannot brew. It's like the Mexican uh, market is not ready for anything above 25 IBUs. How do you change it? No, the thing is, like, I was joking. And I told them, like, how was your market research? Did you just grab a Budweiser and, like, start adding IBUs to it? Yeah, that's exactly what we did. And I was like, I would hate a Budweiser with 25 IBUs. Like, I'm a hophead. I right, love... Right. <laughs> but it's so unbalanced beer. So it's just like, I don't know. It was like that. Um, I kind of miss the States. I kind of miss, like, the competition and everything. So I actually ended up here um, in between a couple of job offers. I ended up here in Bad Lab. Uh, I came in six months ago, seven months ago. Uh, I came in in August. What month is it? <laughs> so we're in April, right? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, you're pretty close. So um, that's how what's when I ca uh, came in here. I started changing, changing a couple of things, changing a couple of recipes. Um, there's still a lot to change in here. There's still a lot to improve in here, but now I feel um, confident, and now I feel... I'm starting to feel proud of the the beer that's coming out of here. For me, my main thing about beer or the beer that I make is just quality, and I want the beers to be the beers that I would actually want to take home. Mm -hmm. The beers that, um, like for example, I'm tonight I'm taking like two growlers out of it. Um, it's it's that feeling that even though I can get whatever beer I want, I can just go to another brewery and even get it for free. I still want to drink my beer. That's the thing that I want to brew. That's cool. So uh, let's talk about the beer, uh, actually, that we're drinking right now. So you brewed this. So wait, what's that? M That's sly thing. Mine's sly thing too. Your sly thing? Mine yeah. Is, mine is outside. All right. Oh, so okay. So let's talk about sly thing. Um, sly thing is our American IPA. I, I think it's um, 
It's not really. It's not a New England style IPA. It's not like no, what, not. no it's not the trendy one. Um, but I, I, it's not like an old school malty one either. It, it's light bodied. It's slightly hazy. Um, you get a really good hop nose. It's got a citron cascade hop. So kind of a new school and an old school hop in there. And whose recipe is that? Um, uh, mine. I took the. So uh, you kind of morphed it from what it was. Yeah, I changed it a couple of things. Um, at the beginning, it was a little bit unbalanced and everything. Um, it was a little bit old school for me. And people don't drink any more old school beers unless they're actually old. Yeah. That's all right, I'll say it. <laughs> so, um, for example, right now I would just drink the West Coast IPA of uh, Green Flash. I hate what happened to Green Flash, but I mean, I still drink those beers. But um, I wanted to kind of merge old school with new school a little bit this is um this beer has the juiciness of a new england style ipa in the nose and at the beginning it has the maltiness of an east coast ipa and it has the lingering bitterness of a west coast ipa so i wanted to make a really crushable session of beer that you can just pound a 24 pack and don't be sick of it. Yeah, you don't want to die. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, not you don't. You wouldn't do it in one sitting, but I know. Yeah, what you're exactly, saying. exactly. Well, uh, this Mexican can crush twenty-four pack. I mean, that's just part of him. You saw the photo. I He's did. drinking He's from drinking. you know four months old. I can't do it. I, I'm, I'm past my days of pulling that off. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about the recruitment process. Like, how did how did you end up here at Bad Lab? What was the what was the reason you chose Bad Lab? It seems like you worked at some pretty notable places. You were like, oh, I guess I'll move to New Hampshire. That sounds really cool. Like, wh- why did you do that? Um, one of the main reasons I actually moved here is I kind of miss uh, Michigan and Chicago. I miss that, like, tall trees and cold weather and the snow. I know everyone hates the snow, but I loved it. Like, I, I, even though this was a, it was a, what was it, like a medium not, it wasn't really yeah, brutal. It was a mild winter. Yeah. It was yeah. a mild winter. Yeah, I mean, one of the days we were going to brew, and um, there was a nor- nor'eastern. He's like, oh, it can't be that bad. And the other assistant brewer, Kathy, and I were like, no, no, no. Like, we probably shouldn't brew tomorrow. And we get, like, a text message in the morning. Dude, don't come in. Don't know. I'm not leaving my house. Oh, my God. You didn't tell me it was going to be this bad. <laughs> <laughs> and this, this season wasn't even, like, that terrible. We had a couple of really bad storms, but... Yeah. Well, welcome to New England. Yeah. yeah. It was. I think it was like a Friday. One of the Fridays, it was like the first bad one of the year, you know. And we were planning the brew that day. <laughs> yeah. So uh, who called you up from Bad Lab to come here? Or did you see like this was a job opening or? There was this job opening. Um, it was posted in one of the forums. I can't remember which one. I think it was like probably or I don't know the BA forum or something like that. And I saw it, and I kind of liked the idea of it. Uh, the main reason I basically downsized my equipment and all my facility, or well, I went from a big facility to a small one, is I love playing with beers. I love like getting new stuff. So you could do small batches. Yeah, small batches and just like play around it. Uh, I love that. Actually, our equipment is uh, slightly bigger than New Belgium's uh, research research facility. Oh, cool. Yeah, so for that's this is for me the, the perfect size because you can play with it and if you lose you lose a couple of gallons, uh, but you're not you're not 
like taking a decision of millions of uh, dollars and millions of gallons just going down the drain. That's the reason I, I love it in here. Like for example, um, Fikpon, we just um, released it when? March, uh, February, right? Yeah, in February. Yeah, so Fikpon, um, it's one of those crazy ideas that I had. Um, I added figs and uh, oak. Okay. Into a black imperial ale. So is this a barrel aged or no? It's a no. Well, let's call it oak aged. Okay. It's not a matter of beer going into a barrel. It's more. It's you more added like oak chips. Yeah, I added oak, yeah. oak chips um, on it. But I loved it because for me it was the first time like trying to do a couple of things: um, fast aging, adding figs, adding. Um, you see this beer and you see it like super dark black beer super like high viscosity density and you think this is gonna be a russian imperial style this is gonna be so heavy and you drink it and you get all this fruitiness out of it it's like dried figs and uh raisins and there's a lot of like fruitiness around it it's just plums and dates and it's just like that and you you barely get a little bit of um of that flavor of roastiness in there but it's one of those beers that i'm like okay this is the first time i'm actually gonna brew this it sounds amazing but i have no idea how it's gonna turn out so if we have to dump it sorry no and it turned out really really nice like and um even though it's not barrel aged if we told you it was and you drank it you'd believe believe it it. yeah i'll i'll show you one in in a couple minutes so Let's talk about how do you, how do you, like craft a recipe? Do you are you food driven or are you? Does it all of a sudden just come to you? I usually get a lot of inspiration out of food. Okay. Um, I mean, in Mexico we have, I don't know, mole, enchiladas, yep. uh, tacos, you name it. We have, like our uh, uh, gastronomy is just amazing, and there's a lot of things that I got an inspiration out of it. Uh, I want to. I some brewers have already done it, but I want to do a, a, a like a real actual beer with mole. The thing is that most you can beer, you can burp all you want. Don't worry. No, <laughs> thanks. Yeah. Um, most brewers when they brew a beer with mole, I taste the chocolate. the chocolate and I taste like the hot peppers, but I don't taste the mole. Like I haven't found one that's actually like properly made or there's another one in mexico we have um it's weird it's um we have something that's called like we call it like aguas frescas which is like a water that we make and it's a rice water and it's super thick it has a little bit of cinnamon in there it's really sweet but it's one of my favorite ones and the thing is uh i want to make one with uh like an horchata stout it's already been made by a couple of, but I don't think... There you go. There's a fig bun. Fig bun. So... Thank you. Thanks a lot. Cheers. Cheers. So... Oh, we got to get bread on it, too. Right? <laughs> yeah. Cheers, so this Cheers is, guys. So this is fig bun. This is fig bun. You can smell it. It's just like this yeah, fruity, I, fruity character. I, I, I can totally see how you, you look at it. You're like, oh, my God, this is going to be so heavy. But it's it's a pretty light. It's it's very drinkable. Yeah, you try to try to guess the ABV on it. Oh, I'm I'm sure it's 
pretty high, right? I'm, yeah. pre- I'm pretty low. I'm sorry. Okay. You s- just guess it. Mm. Take a sip and try to guess it. Like eight or nine? <laughs> That's 11 and a half. Wait, really? <laughs> Get <Yeah>. out. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Every it's time. It's very smooth. It's very smooth. Yeah. It's yeah incredibly it's drinkable. Yeah, exactly. I made it like it's super velvety and like high drinkability. It's like soft and like smooth and everything. But yeah, I'll be taking a trust, crawler of this one. Trust <laughs> me, it kicks like a mule. Oh, I'm sure it does. So you you did you just say? Oh, I'm gonna make figs. I like figs. I like dates. Yeah. That was pretty much it. Yeah, well they were looking. Uh, we were looking for uh, recipes for. Um, beers that we wanted to have in Stout Month. We just finished Stout Month in February, and we wanted like the main idea was basically stouts. But I made a stout, and I'm like, uh, I don't want another stout. I, w- I want a I don't know smoke porter. I want a black imperial um, ale. Um, it, I mean, it does mimic a stout. It's very similar. Yeah, but it's not. That's the thing. This that's why I call it a, a imperial black ale. It doesn't hit you with this rose character, chocolate, coffee, right. tobacco, wood character on it. It goes in the back end of it. Okay. It's it's not the first thing that you try. The first thing is just that fruitiness mm-hmm. out of it, like dried fruits in there. That's the reason I love it because it's not. Trust me, it's it's not easy to brew a beer that with so like dark malts and everything that actually like the malts are like in the back end of it. So. How'd you like using the oak chips versus a barrel? Is that something you would probably use in the future? Or I'd rather use use barrels of okay. it. I love the smell of it, the complexity they give, and so you like think next year you might do it in a barrel. Uh, yeah, I'm actually I want to brew it again, and I want to put it in barrels. I just gotta get new barrels. That's <laughs> that's the only thing that I need. I gotta get first. So, it it sounds like you have pretty much free reign on what you want to do. Is that uh, attributed to like the owners of Bad Lab that they just kind of say do whatever the heck you want? And yeah, we trust you completely. Yeah, exactly. I think I've pro myself a couple of times, and they're like, "Yeah, sure, wha- do whatever you want." I'm still trying to. I know everyone here drinks New England style IPAs, and as a old school, uh, ed- educated in old school, it's for me it's kind of difficult to get my head around the New England style IPAs but I I still get it like people like it people love that juiciness love that that's why we have uh, the uh, sky punch blood blood orange but I don't want I don't want people to come in here and like out of the 16 taps 14 are IPAs right I want to have a little bit of variety I want I want to go to any brewery and get that yeah (laughs) exactly and what I'm trying to uh, especially teach uh, Brett and Kathy, she's the other brewer, she's not here, um, it's how to make all the styles. I don't want them to finish um, and they're like, yeah, I can make 20 different styles of IPAs. But what about a lager? Um, no. <laughs> is there, a, is there a, a brew that you won't make? A brew that I won't make. Or a style that you won't make. I haven't brewed it yet like us like sour beers like mixed mixed cultures i've i've done it with friends but not by myself 
and I haven't done it in my system, so I'm still a little bit afraid of it. Um, but the main idea is we just got a warehouse a couple of feet down the road. And my main idea is to buy a tanker and start doing the sour program so over there. So building like cultures up there. Yeah. yeah. There's, uh, I just got a couple of months ago, uh, there's this story about PH1. It's the most amazing barrel ever. Um, PH1 started, there's two strains in New Belgium that make all the sour beers. One is Oscar, the other, the other one is Felix. So Oscar came out of PH1. Then PH1 went to Russian River and started uh, beatification. And then it went to the Rare Barrel and it started a couple of uh, their programs. And I went back to uh, Peter Burkhardt in, uh, what's it called? New, New Realm. Oh, yeah. New, New Realm was Mitch No, it's, Steel. it's Mitch Stills, right? Yeah. yeah. What's the name of uh, New, Peter Burkhardt's New, I don't know. I can't remember. I don't it. remember it either. <laughs> it's, so, it's so new that I can't remember it. Cool. So, sours may be coming in the future. Yeah. I w I'm, I'm going to have Brett in well, charge of the... I mean, my name is Brett. I've been wanting to uh, brew with my yeast strain um, ever since I got into the industry. <laughs> let's make it happen. Uh, so, let's talk about what you're drinking at home. What's in your refrigerator at home for beer? Uh, what do I have right now? I have, well, since I do have connections with other breweries, that I'm, I, I have some Red Hook that I got for free. Um, <laughs> I have Six Point, and I have Bad Lab. Cool. What Six Point do you have right now? Uh, the Bengal. The Bengal. No double resin? No. <laughs> I drank all that already. <laughs> Edgar, what about yourself? What do you have in your fridge at home? You won't believe it. Try me. Try to guess. It's bad lab. No. Well, you said you're going to bring two growlers home. Yeah, well, that's those are growlers. Th those go, like, they're not going to last for this weekend. That's true. Okay, so you have a c you have a cr a easily crushable beer. Yeah. You Tecate light. Like what? Tecate light. Uh, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Dos Equis? It's not actually. I feel like, like I'm, like, judging you. Like, I don't want to <laughs> be like, you have a Mexican beer because you're Mexican. Like, I don't want to say that. Like, nah. What do you have in your beer? Um, your I got PBR. Okay. Cool. That's a good, that's that's, a good beer. That's how my beer all the time. Um, yeah, I usually grab, like, a couple of PBRs and just when I'm, I just, I finish here. I usually get drunk in here and then just my wife just um, gets me to my place and then I just keep drinking PBR <laughs> but I got a pretty decent seller uh, my seller right now is split in half um, I got uh, Hill Farmstead I got a bunch and I made a bunch of Allagash I know some guys with Allagash and I love those guys if they ever listen to this podcast uh, Sam and Emily I love those guys um, they get they get me so much Allagash. I love it. I got it's funny. Every almost uh, I would say seventy five to eighty percent of the people we interview, oh, I have Allagash. Like everyone, it's just like they seem like the nicest team ever. Like they're super cool up there. So I love those guys. They're yeah. they're amazing. They like you go there and like they're like super happy and they're like always like willing to take you to the secret like bar. There's like this bar like secret secretly hiding be, like in the middle of the brewery. Um, that no one knows and no one talks about. Is there a about. code word? 
No, you just have to know the the. the it's it's a uh, it's a special nuck. Ooh. It's well, like we'll talk off air. We'll talk off air. <laughs> <laughs> so PBR, and you have some craft beers. Yeah. Six point. Uh, I actually do have uh, one of Allagash's neighbors beer. I have uh, Austin Street. Um, it is a Imperial Brett Saison. Very good. Oh, so the, the the other part of my of my cellar is a shitload of uh, Goose Island Bourbon County. They just send it all to you. Yeah, I have almost every year up until well, 2012 up until last year. And I got almost all the variants. I have was Flatter and Twelve. I got Russian Rivers. I got a bunch of those like Beatification, Damnation. Um, which other ones? I don't know. Consecration. Um, and oh, I got a bunch of uh, transient. Transient is from uh, uh, Michigan. He used to be my neighbor. I love that guy. <laughs> All right, so you already told me your guilty pleasure beer, PBR. What, uh, Brett, what's your guilty pleasure? Guilty pleasure beer? I, I honestly don't know. I, I do not buy any light beers anymore. <laughs> um, Is there a go-to beer, though, like something that you will, you, you will never say no to? All right, to? okay. My, my guilty pleasure beer is uh, Oscar Blue's Dale Pale Ale. I love that beer. That's one of my favorite beers. I went to school in Colorado. Uh, it's near and dear. Uh, I started drinking it, yeah, while I was still in college. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad they've expanded so I can get it on the East Coast. Mm-hmm. All right, so talk about working at Bad Lab. Do you love it? I do. I mean, we're going through um, a lot of changes. A lot of changes, you know. We're growing. There's growing pains. And, you know, it's challenging. But I, I love brewing. And, you know, Edgar teaches me a lot. And now that I know he's got all that in the cellar, I definitely need to become better friends with this guy. I don't know what I was thinking, not hanging out with him and drinking beer in his basement yet. I love that every week we got... Um, I mess with him a lot. I Every time I'm, I see him, he's like, Brett, I got the good news and bad news. <laughs> he loves that line. He loves that line. Even if it's like both good news, he just loves saying it. Yeah, but it's... Um, what was the good news and bad news this week? Uh, we got kicked out of our warehouse, but we have a bigger warehouse. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like good news, kind of. Yeah, but it's, I don't know, it's... We still have to move. We still have to move, so that <laughs> that's the bad news. They kicked you out? Come on. Yeah. That's lame. They want to rent it to someone who's going to pay more. I don't know. It's, you know, it's business. It's but it's business. business. And we know, and then the new space is going to be better, really. It's just, you know, we're faced with, oh, God, we have to move. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm going to Craft Brewers Conference in the end of the month. Is uh, it just you, Brett, here? Is it just going to be you? I'm, yeah, I'm, ju- I'm, bas- yeah, I'm going to move, like, you know, uh, 200 kegs filled with beer uh, just by myself. 100% by brood, brood strength. Yes, <laughs> definitely. No, no, we're, it's called forklifts and trucks. It's not going to be that bad. <laughs> That's good. Um, so let's talk about, like, what you're most proud of here at Bad Lab. Like, what, uh, how are you leaving your mark right now? Um, I, I guess uh, since we do have a pretty, well, it's a small pilot system, but it is a pilot system, and even though I'm still pretty uh, a novice, Edgar's allowing me to write my own recipes, brew them, and um, a couple of them been on draft, so that's pretty cool. 
What, what? Tell us something that's been on draft. Brag a little well, bit. Well, the, the, the irony of my first one is actually a mole-style porter um, that I had brewed at my house uh, a couple years ago, and all my friends and family loved it, so that's what I wanted to do with my first one. And I'm like, are you sure you have, like, a mole recipe that, like, you're inspired by? Are you really sure you're okay with me doing this? This is my first commercial beer that's going to be released on tap. He's like, yeah, sure. And, yeah, it turned out pretty well. Um, it sold pretty quickly in Stout Month. Um, yeah, he gave me some notes on it, so I know where we can improve it. And when we do do his moe uh, recipe, I'll be really excited because I know I'm going to really like it. I actually was really proud of him. He, it was his first beer here. It was, what, your first month? Like, your second month, Yeah, right? second month here. You've only been the assistant brewer for, what, three months, four months? Four months. Congratulations. That's yeah. Awesome. I mean, I worked at a couple of places bes- before, but this is by far the most, like, hands-on. Like, I'm actually a brewer now. Before, it was just kind of learning the clean ropes. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's, cl- he's still, still clean, clean tanks. Uh, yeah, I'm definitely a tank-cleaning monkey. Don't, okay. Uh, what's the question again? <laughs> uh, what, what beer have you been so proud of here at, at Bad Lab so far? Or wh- how are you trying to leave your mark and, and grow here? My well, my baby right now is uh, Fig Pun. Um, still outside influence. I love that beer. Like it's just a sessionable. I call it my cheap beer. It's it's slightly hoppy. It's slightly bitter. It has that wheat flavor to it. It's not super complex, but I can just like crush them. shotgun them. Like I, I I need a funnel to drink that. It's like I can just rip through that so much uh that's what i've been drinking like all the time the only reason i'm like i'm so into it right now it's also because uh once it's gone uh it's gone also you're not gonna make it again um yeah i think so uh eventually it's the other one i was really happy about is um hellas hammer our hammer's really good yeah our smoke lager that one has that one was um it wasn't a mistake it was um how would you call it bread um we had a plan and at the last minute we had to tweak the recipe the plan went out the window yeah basically we had we had to tweak the recipe due to miscommunication of what we had on in stock but it turned out really good and we took all the notes so if we are going to make it again it's not like Oh God! What did we do? And like, we know what we did. We can make it again. I don't think so. The thing is, like, that's a mixture of what three yeasts? Yeah, it's a mixture of three yeasts for the fermentation. Yeah, we, we it's a, a lager yeast, a Kolsch yeast, and a ale yeast. A California ale yeast. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, well, I'm just gonna ferment it really slow, and then I'm gonna let it sit for a while, <laughs> and it came out amazing, to be honest. Um, but yeah, I mean, in here, a um, couple of things. Bad Lab used to have a couple of problems, um, but I feel we're getting over that. Um, at the beginning, it had a rough start. It had its problems. It had its um, uh, quality issues. But now, I got Brad on it, and he's really good at cleaning tanks so i think we're done with it 
I even have a test for him every. every yeah, time we we bought an additional uh, cleaning product that basically we run it through any of the tanks, the lines, the hoses, whatever you want, and it's going to turn color if there's anything left behind. So we're double quadruple checking to ensure that you're not throwing beer away. We're not throwing beer away, and the um, issues that were in the past stay in the past. Sounds good. Are you guys still home brewing? I don't have any time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any equipment. <laughs> I, to, to be honest, I've never been a home brewer. Like I've, uh, no, I, I've never even had a, an equipment. Really? So you just kind of use someone else's toys? Uh, yeah, this is, our pilot system right now is kind of, this is the second time I brewed on this kind of systems. But I've never brewed in a really small system. I've always brewed in, I don't know, 70 barrels or 50 barrels or, I don't know, 100 barrels. Or no, he he started a career. I had a different career, and I got my brewing knowledge going through home brewing. That's a good way to start. And while you learn just how much is involved, even in home brewing, you may not be a good brewer as a home brewer, but you definitely understand like the chemistry, and, the chemistry and, and just how much you need to know so that things don't go wrong. Like, so many things can go wrong in brewing. Um, and A, you need to know enough to make sure that they don't happen, and B, if they do happen, you need to know how to fix them. And it's a lot. All right, so you guys just heard an interview with Edgar and Brett from Bad Labs. Thank you guys for taking some time out of your day. Anything else you guys want to say before we uh, say goodbye? Um, sure. Stop by Bad Lab and say you heard us. And I don't know. I'll get you a beer. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. I love talking about beer. Trust me. So I'm actually giving a talk about talking about beer. You are? <laughs> Talk about oh, that. Oh, yeah. You know what? Actually, we have one more thing. So, Edgar, you're starting a podca- podcast, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, the beginning of next month. So, May. Uh, May. I think on the second or third, I'm going to start like recording and everything. It's going to be on the Brewing Network. Um, it's going to be about brewing, but it's going to be in Spanish. And this is kind of like one of the first Spanish podcasts? Spanish there's brewing podcasts? Or are there any other out there? There's a couple of... Uh, but none that were actually like from the states and and this at this level of complexity of it. Some of them are more like homebrewing podcasts. Uh, what I want to do is just have a little bit of homebrew, but since I don't never homebrew, I just want to do like a professional brewer. And how can you translate that to to homebrewing? That's really cool. That is like awesome. I uh, wish you were doing it in English. <laughs> But uh, cool. So uh, we'll post that when uh, that comes out. So uh, st- stay tuned for more from Edgar. And uh, and Brett, you're blossoming into an awesome brewer, it sounds like. So congratulations on four months as an assistant brewer here. I, I hope I'm blossoming. That's, that's the goal. That's the goal. Cool. All right. Well, thank you guys so much. And uh, we'll see you guys soon. Thanks, man. Right. No Thanks. Cheers. Cheers. All right. That was a really fun episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, So next week we will be back in full force with everything that we mentioned. Uh, 
in the beginning of the episode. But uh, if you don't do so, please follow us on Instagram at Brew Roots, Twitter at Brew Roots. Also, uh, please rate and subscribe on iTunes, uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube, whatever. It really helps us out more than you can think. And uh, thank you for the support. Uh, until next week, I'm Matt. Cheers.